Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 181. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, action, adventure, and dancing. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel.com senior editor Ben Morris, and that would have been the best video opening ever from our special guest... Nicklo! Senior editor of a whole bunch of titles. Just, Do you even know what you're editing anymore? I, no. No, I, I certainly don't. No. I see you on your computer, but I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Crossword puzzles? No. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I'm knitting a lot. Yep. Uh, I'm cross-stitching some. Yeah. Uh, I've been whittling. Ooh. Whittling? Whittling. Whittling? Yep. Okay. It's an exciting time to be Nicola. It sure is. <laughs> As always. My son George was just born. I was going to say, ago. new father. Yeah. New father. Well, no, I've been a father for, uh, yeah. for over a You're year. You're still and a, half a now. new father. Yeah, You're a new father again. In the grand scheme of things. George is a good name. Thank I'm standing you. up to show you my George Bill. Whoa! Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was my grandfather's name. That was very no, weird. That was uh, my wife's father's name. Yeah. No. So no. that George will probably be the name if I ever have a son. That's yeah. amazing. The chair keeps. And all you and all you all everyone will say is like, ah, I just stole Nick's name. <laughs> well, we were yeah. worried that like, because well, this is what we planned. If we never knew the sexes of either of our kids before they were born, right? And when my daughter Lois was born, which was my grandmother's name, uh, and a fun comic name, yeah. But uh, but that George was going to be the boy's name for there too. But it was just after the royal baby was born, and they oh, George man. were like, everyone's going to think we're bandwagon jumpers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, my wife very disappointed that they didn't name their son Clark because she's a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> but it would just set yeah. up such a weird relationship. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, 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 you guys are. Yeah. Like, it brings the Lannisters and comics <laughs> yeah. together. You're, you guys are destined for each other. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is not an incest podcast. No, nope. just having not fun. Yet. No, that's talking. later. That's what yes. we're recording yeah, later. We're this week in Marvel after dark. <laughs> yeah. uh, but so this is going to be a different episode because we're flipping the script. <laughs> Reversing the order of what we'll do things, because this is a This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club yep. week. There's yes. a reason Nick's here, although Nick doesn't need a reason to be here. No. He's welcome anytime. No. Yeah. Thank you. But. But we are here <laughs> to talk about Next Wave. Next Wave! So, oh, that's, so that's one request fulfilled. That's not the song. No. We have had a request. We do need you to sing the song. But like yeah. the, the full song. I will, I will get try into to it. do it from memory at some point. Like during yeah. this thing. I don't know if you want me to try Get revved up. Uh, get revved up. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Let it build. It. Let uh, it build. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So I chose Next Wave. Yeah. It's been on my stack to choose for Tomiyoshi for a while. It is always has been since the... Uh, nine years. Oh God! Are you gonna have another Civil War experience? Right, like, oh, oh I'm yeah. gonna throw up. <laughs> oh, oh, it's no. been so. I can't. Yeah, I had that reaction. I was reading it on the plane to Dubai, and I was like, "When did this come out?" I'm looking at the Indicia. It's like 2006. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. No, it's been a while. It's been a very long time. It's been a long time. But it, it is and remains. Uh, we should say, by the way, that Nick was the editor of yeah, Next Wave right. for some context before <laughs> we launch in here. I edited uh, Next Wave, and it is still the high watermark of mm -hmm. my, what is it, 13 years I've been here at Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Eat it, Neil Gaiman. Yeah, and I, and, I, and, I, and I tell that to all my other creators. Like, like It's like it's my icebreaker. Yeah. Listen, we're never going to beat Next Wave. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, just so you all know. And, uh, and and I always expect some of them to be hurt by that, like no. the ones that I also worked with for a long time. But I think most of them have read Next Wave. And they're like, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. No, it, that that makes sense. Yeah, 
Like, everyone always talks, you know, like, people always blow up things like Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And for Marvel, I think it's next wave. Yeah. That, that defeats them. Yeah. Handily. A hundred percent. Yeah, you're, uh, we just realized <laughs> Nick's dancing thrust his Marvel badge yeah. off of its holder. He would have walked out of this room and been immediately escorted from <laughs> the building true. had that not happened. It's true. Uh, oh, wow. So uh, anyway, next wave: the creative team: Warren Ellis, yep, Stuart Eminen, yep. Uh, who's on the the colors? Dave McKay on colors. Wade von Graubadger. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, and the lettering was done by Chris Eliopoulos. Yep. Uh, some incredible lettering on that front. The, Absolutely. The, he cr graphically created the the four skulls for yeah. covering uh, up yeah, naughty, yeah, that was naughty great. words. <laughs> uh, he, we created those like those eye boxes, the, the, the special caption boxes uh -huh. yeah. that looked like a computer device. Um, uh, incredible job. By, I mean, every creator on this, to me, pretty much achieve the pinnacle of their careers, <laughs> which is, I mean, they're all still working and doing amazing work and are dear friends. Yes. But, but, it's, but you know. I mean, you know, come on. Come on. Uh, how did this project come together? Okay, so Warren and I worked together on Ultimate Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. um, we had a good time on that, and, uh, and I wanted him to... To do something else for Marvel, and I said, you know, I'd be up for for doing stuff if you want to, if you if there's anything you want to do, and he's like, oh, I'll think about it, I'll think about it, and it was pretty much like the next day that he sent me and and Joe Quesada a one page pitch for Next Wave, hmm. um, and it knocked my socks off, and I immediately thought, there's no way this is gonna get approved. <laughs> there are like five characters in here that that like are like C list. It seems. So know. they were the original. Yeah, there were. It, there were never any changes there to the were cast. Never, like, the, the the pitch they turned in is almost exactly what what happened. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I was like, there's no way that I'm gonna get be able to get this approved. But two chief creative officer Joe Casadas, <laughs> like he also responded nearly immediately and said, I love this. It is happening. Nice. Uh, like, and I was like, this is, it blew my mind and just is such a testament to Joe and to Marvel yeah. and to what, like, like the, the best idea, no matter how uh, seemingly box office poisony it is, <laughs> uh, it can, can take hold and, and exist in this world. And, uh, and then, it, so, so we're like approved and, and Warren started writing it. And uh, Stuart was, he's like, Stuart would be the perfect artist for okay, this. Okay, so Warren, Warren chose yep, Stuart. Warren was like, I would love Stuart to do this. Now they just, they, yeah, they worked together on Ultimate FF. Yeah, they just worked right. together on Ultimate FF. And Warren uh, threw, had some scheduling problems towards the end of Ultimate FF. And we, on the last issue, he just turned in like a basic plot outline that Stuart turned into that last, the, oh, cool. their last issue. But Stuart felt a little bit put out by this, and I hope mm. I'm not talking out of school here. But uh, it, he had even had other, some, like another project he was thinking of taking, and then I s sent him the pitch, and he's like, "Okay, no, we have to do this." <laughs> like, and it was it it's was a magical amazing. Pitch. It was yeah. yeah, and it was like, and, and and Warren, for those who've worked with him, like he is not only he's an incredible writer, um, but he's usually goes down to the wire with his scripts just because he's doing so much. He's always got. A, a, a novel that he's writing mm -hmm. and like television and movie projects that he's working on and consulting so he's so busy usually like the scripts come in like just as the artist needs it like just in time right whereas this he was always like four scripts ahead of Stuart just because oh, he wow. loved it so much <laughs> and it was it was a really special project for everyone involved and he would just try to dream up the most insane thing for Stuart to draw every time he'd try to pitch it like they, okay this will be this won't work mm. and Stuart would turn it in and it would always work yeah and uh, 
I mean, like to Wade's Wade Von Grabberger's incredible inking that he could take everything Stuart through his way, and then Dave McCaig, who did some virtuosic color work. It's so vibrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's insane. And he had like so many things like where there's like a uh, uh, like a rising sun effect in the back of some like the, like the uh, like the old Japanese flag with the you know like the the center with all the stripes. But Stuart didn't draw that in. Like Dave would drop that stuff in and cool lighting effects that you would do like old timey movies when you get like a soft lighting uh, over someone's mm-hmm, eyes that mm-hmm. he would do that these they, they have things that everyone would bring these their specialness to the table and I try to do that myself with the ludicrous uh, recap pages yeah. the <laughs> Q&A and then the insane letters, letters pages. pages yeah, yeah. Uh, they're written by Lettermatic yep. uh, 3000 See, on Marvel Unlimited I was very glad that the the recap pages yeah. are, are still there but I was upset that we don't have really? the letters pages. I read I read the first six on Unlimited and then we have the second six in trade. Um, so yeah. I read the second six in trade and they have the final letters page yeah. included but that's the so only one. So in the in the volume that collects all 12 issues mm-hmm. in the trade paperback I fought to get the letters pages included. So mm-hmm. they're all in there. In that one, I'll have to talk to the Marvel Unlimited folks to, to get them in there, just because I mean, I I don't think there is one actual letter that was written <laughs> in any of the other <laughs> school. It's behind the scenes stuff. Uh, the third issue letters page is literally just uh, a, a an analysis of the Toto song Africa. Yeah. <laughs> that it, like I mean like these are true. I, I tried to uh, keep the bizarre anti up, and that's why we wrote the theme song yeah, and yeah. all that kind of stuff too. Uh, that was all part of it, but it was just the greatest book I've ever worked on, and, and the, again, the high water mark of my time here. Did you talk to Warren about why those characters were the ones he chose for the book? Um, well, it, n- I mean, not really. He, <laughs> <laughs> you were just like, oh yeah, that's yeah. Fine. I'm like, this is this is great. I think he just tried to pick the most insane characters, and and the captain he the, he and Stuart created yeah, right. for this mm-hmm. you know riffing off of some other captain characters from marvel history and such but i think he just went at went he Warren always goes to the marvel catalog and digs in and finds the weirdest stuff like <laughs> next wave is actually a name a supervillain team name from the 90s all right was, i was wondering like, where it came from it was but a super deep cut yeah. like it is I'd never heard of them. I've never Warner heard of them. I've never heard Walker or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then, like, you know, he just went digging and found these random, bizarre characters. Um, and, and and so, that like, that was a big thing. I mean, and here's another untold story. Uh, Dr. Nemesis from the, from the X-Men run that Matt uh-huh. Fraction did, it was actually, we almost did a Dr. Nemesis book. Warren almost wrote one that I was going to edit that he found it but then he just got too busy and we kind of let that one fall to the side because he found this again random Dr. Nemesis character from the past who had the most bizarre backstory wait Dr. Nemesis is like an older character yeah Yeah. he's legit I thought he was just created in the last couple years I thought he was just this wacky awesome character it's from the golden age right I think think it goes back it might go back I don't know if it goes back to golden age golden age pseudo golden age it goes back to to 18th century Marvel comics yeah. I think the right, old right, right. Marvel comics, yeah. yeah. But and then and then in the '90s they brought him back and, and made him look all yeah. you know ep, uh, extreme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, but that was I mean Warren loves digging into this That's random cool. stuff uh, and and just turning it on its head. Dirk Anger was mm. another creation yes. of here that is the greatest. Just Dirk's. Like rise and fall throughout, and the rise series. and fall. And rise, it's oh not just God. a one way trip. So much, no. <laughs> so much, and I'm, it's he's so messed up. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so messed up on so many levels. <laughs> 
And, and here, another thing that, like on the editorial side, that I was desperately trying to do after I, I wanted to do a young Dirk Anger series, <sighs> and I actually reached out to uh, to Brian Lee O'Malley because I'd read the first like <laughs> thing, uh, the first couple things of, of Scott, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim, but he chose to continue Scott Pilgrim instead. <sighs> uh, what? A goon. What a buffoon. Yeah. He missed the boat. Think of how his life would be different. Yeah. <laughs> He'd probably be destitute on the street instead of this wonderfully successful guy. Oh, my God. So, Next Wave comes at an interesting time just in the progression of Marvel in the last decade because you think of the early 2000s. It was very self-contained. Spider-Man's over here. X-Men are over here. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing. But when Next Wave came along, it was kind of right on the cusp of things starting to coexist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Civil War. I think Civil War went on during this because you have the, the takeoff yeah. cover. Yep. So this almost feels like okay. This is one of the last remnants of kind of like that early two thousands Marvel. Was there any pressure, thoughts, anything of integrating it with everything else? Or was it always like you know this is going to be twelve issues, going to exist in its own little vacuum, and we're going to leave it alone? Yeah. Well, it, we we weren't sure whether we would keep going or not. That's the other thing I was going to ask. It was it. always meant yeah, to be yeah. twelve issues. Yeah, yeah. We weren't issues. sure. Uh, I know Warren had a twelve issue arc right. planned. We had never decided early on that it would be just 12 issues. Some of that had to do with both him and Stuart and and other things being kind of thrown their way and, and deciding to do other stuff. Um, and, and some of it came down to, like, uh, shocking everybody, th- this book did not sell great. <laughs> what? Uh, which, it, which it does blow my mind because it is the greatest Marvel comic. Yeah, right. 100%. Yeah. And, and it ups... And, like, I remember, like, thinking, like, what can we do to get this book to be, like, the highest-selling mm-hmm. book that mm-hmm. we do? But it just... I mean, people... There are comic fans are the best fans in the world. However, a lot of them don't like taking risks, right. and they don't like you know they want things to count. And these are a bunch of characters who aren't our major characters. Uh, and at a glance, you could say that this comic didn't count for the Marvel continuity. I would disagree. Yeah, I would one hundred percent disagree. Yeah, um, especially lately. Yeah, I mean you know we've seen little bits and pieces that connect to you know current series. So, yeah, which is cool for sure. Um, and so, but but like you know, I, I think if if it would have sold like hotcakes, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, because hotcakes, who doesn't uh, like hotcakes? Consistent seller. I, I stopped for years. I, I walked past three hotcake stores yeah. on yeah. my way to work. Today. Right. Yeah. Uh, but we may have been able to continue, and mm-hmm. so that'll always be a lost dream. But I will always be satisfied that we got to twelve, that we told like that this this story, you know, uninterrupted, the best. Yeah. But I mean, beyond like the fact that. It didn't, you know, regardless of the sales, regardless of people considering continuity, like, immediately after, other creators, because I loved it because you would start seeing, like, Monica Rambeau showing up places, Machine Man oh, yeah. in his new persona. It was, it was cool to me that, like, even though this was kind of off to the side, the next time these characters showed up, like, as soon as, I remember, I think Monica was in Civil War, like, in her next wave mm-hmm. costume. Yeah. And, you know, creators were really influenced by these takes. This was, like, the definitive Machine Man take yeah. of ever. And Jack Kirby created him, man. Yeah. Like, this, like, yeah. overwrote that. I agree. And, and it, I mean, creators talk about this book to me all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it was very influential on a lot of people. And I think it it, it paved the way. Like, I, I think it's a precursor to some of the great stuff that's going on right now. Like, I mean, to the the, the current Secret Avengers run, I think yeah. it has a lot of Next Wave influence oh, for sure. on it. Um, like so, mu- so much of like the goofy stuff. I mean, you even to the point of where you see those the four skulls mm-hmm. covering up like swears in 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 there. Like you seeing them pop up places yeah. and, and that sort of thing always uh, always charms me because like that wasn't something we'd done before. No. Yeah. 
Did you, um, so for, there's like the stuff with the, uh, the dank dimension. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was that all Warren and Stewart? Like where, what were you putting into this from, or were you just like trying to just keep it on the rails? For the most part, I was, I was just trying to keep it on the rails and that, that sort of thing. I mean, I would, Warren would ask for like, you know, characters and stuff like that. But for the most part, this came from the feverish mind of Warren Ellis. Like I, <laughs> I wish I could claim more uh, like you know, more ideas of it. You can. There's, yeah. There's yeah. Some, there's no one to bad. stop yeah. you. There are, there are some. This things, is on the record. Yeah. I'm, and I'm trying to remember the details, but the 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 celestial bit um, <laughs> became, came because of actually a note. Because at the time I was uh, Ralph Macchio's assistant editor, mm -hmm. and he he would so he'd read all the scripts as they came in too, and he gave a note about Machine Man and the Celestials, <laughs> like the last time we saw him. And as I, I mentioned that to Warren, I'm like, well, you know, last time we saw Machine Man, he was in space with the Celestials. Like leaving the world behind, and that was like like if it weren't for that, we probably wouldn't have had that awesome scene where oh, Celestial so cool. does the giant loser sign. Yeah. To I Machine love Man. that so much. So thank amazing. you, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and so like that, that's what Warren is so much fun in that way that they will give him a note. He'll figure and, out a way to work and, it, and he'll figure a way, some way to like. It's not how you expect he's going to. Yeah, <laughs> and it might not be how you might want him to, <laughs> but usually what he comes back is even better than anything you could have possibly imagined. Yeah. Um, and it, oh, just just so good. So you were assistant editor at the time. Yeah. And now you're senior editor. Is it safe to say that Next Wave is the reason you are now a senior editor at Marvel Comics? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I would hope so. <laughs> uh, I would hope. I mean, if the fact that it flew under the radar of so many people who, who could push me up that ladder. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I mean, or maybe it, it it stood in the way of me becoming a senior editor that much sooner. <laughs> you know, who knows. Uh, was it issue 11 or 12 that has the series of double pages? I think it's right? 11. 11, right? Yeah. Was that, was that, was Warren writing out all the details of like the amalgamations of characters and various things? Okay, so that script, I feel like maybe we should have an extra thing where I'll just print that out because I still have all the scripts. Yeah. That is possibly the greatest comic script that has ever been written. It is. Every, almost everything that's there, and then he threw, he's like, and Stuart throwing in whatever else you want. <laughs> but so much of it is just in there. Like, it's, maybe we can do a quick dramatic reading later. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll okay. It. And, yeah. and it's just, I, I did it in my office. Uh, Devin Lewis, who assists me in all the Spider-Man books, he'd never read it before, so I, was, I forced him to read it. <laughs> and when he got to, we started talking about it in the office with Jake and Devin and me, and I opened it up and started reading, and we were just on the floor laughing. It is so funny. And and you could just Warren's like I wonder if we'll get away with this and, like, and so and so much of like let's push let's push and uh, and it, it's incredible yeah. I I I hope that we live in a world where one day we can get a next wave video game or something like that like a side scrolling yeah. next wave video game that could have that like it's all that like I mean <laughs> it has to be like sixteen bit though like it can't be current. Quality it has to be like a retro, or at least game. like Super Nintendo level. Yeah, well that's sixteen. Is that sixteen right? or is that thirty-two or sixty-four? Yeah, sixty-four. Yeah. Whoa, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> thirty-two. Yeah. So if uh, any of you youngsters out there want to, uh, you know, dabble and create your own next yeah, video game, yeah. it's like a school project. Let us know. We'll yeah, probably sue. We'll probably us sue you. Nope. No. <laughs> Not for a school project. That's fair. No, yeah. That's no, that's good, good. creativity. Yep. Good way around it. Yeah. 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 Um, don't tell the lawyers that I just said that it's yeah. I don't have a legal degree. This is on the record. <laughs> yep. So we have like 85 this pages is, of comments. Without a doubt, the most comments, comments we've ever gotten wow. for a Twim URC. Do wow. you want to stick around for this, Nick? Yeah, let's, right, let's, I'll go through as much as I can. All right. Uh, we'll dive right off. in. So Alan Howells says, 
So many things I could say about Next Wave for Twim URC, but I think it could be best summed up thusly. Oh my god, drop bears and burger shooting Elvis Modox. Everything beautiful in the universe came from this series. True. <laughs> True. That's correct. That's accurate, Alan. Yep. Thank you. Bob Moriarty says, keep thinking I know what Marvel's all about. Then a thing like Next Wave shows up and totally blows up my face. Thanks, Twim URC. Seriously. <laughs> Oh, sorry about that face, but you're welcome too, I guess. Yeah, you didn't need it, Bob. It's good. Uh, Daniel Willis says, excited about this from URC. I've never heard of Next Wave Ooh. or any of these characters, Yikes. I think. Love reading new stuff. Uh, and he says, the sarcastic overtones <laughs> of this are glorious. Yeah. Um, I really want to see more of the captain. Yo, the captain. Yeah, we've never seen him since, have we? we not, he's, he's the one we've seen. He's the one who's never shown up again. again or guess. Dirk, I don't think we've seen either. Right. right. I was thinking of the, the, the heroes. The heroes, yeah. 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 All right, a few from DJ Fanko. The early Stuart Imminent art is so amazing. It was First a hit of show of its day. Yeah, I was waiting to jump in on this. That he's calling this early. Stuart had been in the industry for about 15 to 12 oh years at this point. He was point. around the 80s, man. The yeah. Best, yeah. The best part is Stuart, we've talked about the this before. 80s. Very late 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like 89. I'm yeah. not saying yeah. like yeah. 82 or yeah. something. <laughs> Stuart's art has evolved and right. changed and and become such a like if you look at his dc work or whatever it was to where he is yeah. now and even from this to where he is now like mm -hmm. he's constantly Keeps evolving changing. even from issue to issue here i mean he is uh he is possibly the best working artist in comics today he can draw anything mm -hmm. and in any style and this this series showed it almost more than anything else but you can look at his at that Superman book he did with Kurt Busiek, where mm -hmm. he did, you know... Secret so, Identity. Yep. Secret Identity, painterly stuff. I talk about stuff. that all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you look at even just his Marvel stuff, his Ultimate Spider-Man is different than his Ultimate X-Men, than yep. his Ultimate FF, than his Avengers. Yeah. He, he modifies... He's a, oh, he's a chameleon, and he... Yeah. Every artist that I work with cites him first and foremost of like the best working artist in comics. And you discovered him, apparently. Yes. <laughs> For the wrestling fan listeners, uh, he's got the best work rate. Great work, right? Yeah. yeah. Great work, right? Forgot how awesome the summary pages of each issue are. Yeah. Uh, they not only set the tone of the book, but inject hilarity into bringing you back up to speed for the story's breakneck pace. And for those Q&A pages, uh, I think I, I wrote the first one or two on my own, but uh, Sean Ryan, who, mm. is, who writes comics now, yep. uh, but he was an assistant editor working with me on that book uh, for... Uh, almost all of it mm -hmm. and so he was a key part in those as well cool. in developing that that style yeah since i first read it i've never gotten the mindless ones frolicking out of my head yep the, <laughs> oh, the yeah, west side story mindless ones yep. yeah and then and then it's the the frolicking but also them on skateboards yeah. like when he picks up the hat he puts it backwards and yeah. yep. it's just and it's silent like that yep. whole page is silent yep. except for yeah. oh man i definitely feel like warren ellis has a mindless one series <laughs> yeah. in him somewhere maybe we'll get this <laughs> yeah Oh, man, I forgot how upside down things get next wave. Issue 9 was particularly topsy-turvy oh, yeah. in its composition. Warren Ellis wrote a horrifying menagerie of Marvel monsters and drew well-deserved laugh, laughs. And you got a picture of Fin Fang Foom in the pants. Yep. And then finally, the penultimate issue of Next Wave is an unapologetic cavalcade of crazy, and I loved every page of it. Yeah. Also correct. The, um, the thing about Fin Fang Foom is... It's a, it's actually emotionally like yeah. it's charged and like yeah. you, I get bummed out every time. I'm like, cause it's all the crazy and the fighting and all the stuff. But then like he'll never just what they put on the page. I think people at, at arm's length, next wave looks like it's just comedy mm -hmm. book, but it is surprisingly deep. Oh yeah, and and emotionally dense and and troubling yeah. at times too. The cop, yeah. the, the issues. Oh issues yeah, the cop stuff, man. Four, 
are messed up. Like oh. they yeah. mess with you. Monica Rambeau's flashbacks to her oh. past yeah. are intense. Yeah. Yeah. Same with uh, with Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, with with Elsa, oh, yeah, uh, really messed up. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah throws the baby into the monster pit. Like uh, it's, I mean, I am planning on doing that with both of my children. Sure, yeah. naturally, it's a but, rite of passage. Yeah, yeah. surprised uh, you haven't yet. Jim Radloff's got a bunch. He says so. The captain became a superhero for the mask and joins a team on which nobody wears a mask. Hmm. Um, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, I don't between, know what that means, but yeah. Between Next Wave and Great Lakes Avengers, the silly comics love the Midwest. It's a hilarious place. Yeah. I mean, and there's lots of open space. You mm-hmm. can do a lot of fun stuff. Uh, Jim says, Dirk Anger's etheric loop recall televocometer reminds me of the Cone of Silence from Get Smart. Mm-hmm. Was that the, the t- giant telephone? I think it's yeah. a giant telephone that lowers <laughs> over his yeah. head. <laughs> uh, that he's still not talking to the receiver or, yeah. the, for our, or the, the transmitter. Oh, it's so good. Jim says, quote, I fire you with bullets now, and quote, is one of the greatest battle cries ever. Correct. Yes. He says, a bit of personal history. In college, I was the webmaster for our club. Mm-hmm. Our homepage was based on the Next Wave recap <laughs> wow. page. You're welcome. I, d- I did pretty much design that page yeah. as well. I'm glad it worked. Well done, Jim. He says, Fin Fang Foom has no genitals, but is huh. referred to as he. Shouldn't it be the proper term? Wow, so interesting. Why, hey, why do you try to label? Why are you trying to label yeah, that's Fin true. Fang Foom? It's yeah. not, hey, Just let him be. You, you can't... You can't Define him. Maybe mm. Fin Fang Foom chooses yeah. gender identity of a mm-hmm. man. Yeah. That's, and that's who up are, to him. Who are that's we his, to say? That's his right. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Uh, love the Patton Oswalt reference in Next Wave 4. Thought it was supposed to be midgets. Mm. I don't remember what that is. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, off the top of my head, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember. Sounds either. hilarious. Jim says, wonder how fast the shockwave rider travels. Most flights I've taken wouldn't need eight hours to get from Illinois to Wyoming. Yeah, it it it, uh, it both travels fast and slow. <laughs> also, it's larger. I I think you guys just skated through the fact that it's larger on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Like, like just sort of like, oh yeah, no big deal. Yeah, which no, that is was right. great, amazing, totally. Uh, Jim says somehow got halfway through issue five of my whatever number reread of Next Wave without realizing everybody has matching coats except the captain. Yeah. I thought the captain did... Sh- no, he just has a trench coat because he's, right. he's just a, a, an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably had a coat and lost it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just... Uh, or they all bought the same coats and he just bought the wrong one. Yeah. 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 Jim says, Next Wave showing mindless ones with personalities is jarring after just rereading Original Sin. That's where they got okay. it from, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cap's Forbish vision in Next Wave 10 brings to mind, can you help me remember how to smile, make it somehow all seem worthwhile? I'm not sure what that quote is. Yeah. Um, What was Cap's Forbish vision? Uh, That that was, I think, the the John Paul Leon-esque one uh, with all the the weird... with the weird kind of landscapey ones, yeah. like, it was just really depressing. Oh yeah, where he's sitting on the beach and yeah. you have like the the heads. Yep. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Mm. Uh, he says, first thing I remember when seeing Dirk Anger in Next Wave Eleven is that he sent a wedding gift to Storm and Black Panther. <laughs> what? I think I I think he's referring to in the uh, and I think I might be able to claim credit for this one as well. <laughs> that it was right around the time that Black Panther and Storm got married. And I think Daniel Ketchum was assisting on the book, and Axel was editing it, and they were going through wedding presents. And I think Daniel and I decided that Dirk Anger should send them a present as well. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, uh, if, if I remember that right, I could be getting it wrong. It was a long time ago. Uh, and this is going back to what we were just talking about. Jim says, uh, is this still Jim? Yes. Yep. He says, 
since I didn't get VBC at the time, mm. I was introduced to the TARDIS concept <laughs> through Next Wave. Perfect. <laughs> that is definitely the best. That is amazing. Uh, he says, Devil Dinosaur running the Beyond Corporation leaves so many questions unanswered. Hope Cap and the Mighty Avengers can answer some. I did not. Uh, not really. Uh, not about no. did Devil you Dinosaur. When with that, with yeah. the... With the martini glass, the yeah, yeah, and the, and the coat, little arms yeah. And coat. Oh, um, so did you know that Al Ewing was going to use the stuff in Cabin Mighty Avengers? Uh, uh, not uh, only a little bit, mm -hmm. only a little bit, but yeah. uh, but I, Al's great. Cool though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And he said, last from Jimmy, says, PSA for Avengers Alliance players, your agents count as a runaway. Oh, just, I hate it when people do this. They oh. sneak into Twim yeah. URC. Damn it. No, that's not un -twim for now. URC not related. For now. No. That's terrible. Uh, L J Hollywood. About to jump into Next Wave for the first time. I hope it's as good as everyone else says it is. It is as good as everyone <laughs> says it is. Through she's in it, I'm loving it, especially the quirky team, Machine Man Rules. I am resigning from life. Dirk Anger is the best. Oh, correct. <laughs> correct. Poor Dirk. Uh, the Civil War Next Wave tie-in was the best issue yet. Those splash pages were amazing. I like that he calls it the uh, <laughs> yeah, Civil so War Next Wave tie-in. And it kind of was. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. We had the cover. Yeah, you had the cover. <laughs> and uh, I think we referenced it loosely was, at I, one point. I, I did hope that, it's uh, included in some sort of Civil War collection. Oh, that would yeah, be right. amazing. Did that, uh, did that goose sales a lot? <laughs> I think it may have uh, like, uh, maybe like 700 copies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next Wave Complete, great series. And we were really proud of the, we were really the, plaid. Proud of the plaid. The plaid was yeah. great. Every, every Everyone had their own color. color. Yeah, you guys and got plaid. we chose plaid. Yeah. Next Wave Complete, great series, absolutely hilarious. Suppose we can expect a Next Wave movie round phase 23, then who knows? Here's the thing. Mm. I would, and, and granted, I know nothing of the Marvel Studios plans. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, there's a reason they don't ask me, I imagine. <laughs> it's probably because I, I added in this book. But I, I will tell you, four or five years ago, I would have said there's absolutely no way there will ever be a next right. wave, like film or television property. But then you see but now, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. huh? And then you see like Daredevil, how different Daredevil yep. is from everything else, and like, uh, who knows? They could. They could. It's not impossible. If you're listening, James Gunn or some other amazing filmmaker, he does listen to all our podcasts. I imagine he <laughs> yeah. does. That's really what what we should be doing. I yeah. think if you found if like one of the producers working at studios was a huge Next Wave fan, yeah. like they, it would probably make their brain explode. Like, yeah. We got to do this. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. We got to do this. Yeah. I got to email Kevin Feige after this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Quick note on our next story. We'll get to that, but I like that uh, he says a Daredevil pick could work with his new TV show launching. Shame it won't have Dirk Anger in it, though. Yeah. Hey, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm only on episode four on Daredevil show, so I got. I, I still got to do. Dirk could up. show he up. Could show up. We you have finished four. Or are you about to watch four? I got to the one that ends in the gallery. Okay. Is that three? Maybe it's three. I'm I, still I only on one. one. Okay. Yeah. The one that ends in the, in the gallery is yeah. where I, where yeah. I got to, okay. which is awesome. Yes. Uh, Penelope Cat says, I didn't even know what to say about Next Wave, <laughs> this week's Twim URC selection. It's a comic that makes me very happy. In issue one, it's the first time I read this, it won me over completely. It had an energy like nothing else at the time. Fast-paced and funny has such a clear, distinct voice, so different from other stuff Marvel was doing at the time. Definitely a comedy, but not a parody, exactly. But it's not exactly a straight comic with funny dialogue, either. Uh, the fact that it's so hard to pigeonhole is part of what makes Next Wave so great. 
It's like a Marvel comic starring and told by people who don't take the Marvel universe at all, all that seriously. Correct. <laughs> uh, I don't remember a contemporary reaction to the book, but I bet it's split between calling it brilliant or blasphemous. Yeah, what was the reaction at the time? I, I, I think for the people who actually read it. Yeah, for the people who actually, I think the people who actually read it loved it. I think the yeah. people who didn't read it and just saw it from the outside probably sure. saw it as blasphemous or, yeah. or, or nonsensical. I, I vaguely remember being like, hearing like the usual contention being like, no, Monica Rambeau's a serious character. Yeah. How can she be in and this? She, she, she is. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. She's oh, great. Yeah. And that's, I, I, I mean, I think some people can often go wrong with, with humor in comics that they don't give it the heart that this, and I think like it, the closest to like a, a comic book sibling that this book has, I would, I might put like Hitman, yeah. like Garth Ennis, John yeah, McCray Hitman, or maybe the boys, you know, also yeah. Garth, because Garth yeah. and Warren are on <laughs> different, they're, they're on similar wavelengths, but their work is so different, but they, yeah. they, you could tell they have some influence overlap. Sure. Um, Penelope Cat says, I know at the time I fell squarely in the it's brilliant camp. Uh, I always kind of assumed that most hero groups would be bitchy with each other. Uh, talking about issue two. Yep. Uh, issues three and four, I have no words. Correct. <laughs> Accurate. Um, and he says, issue five, does anything sum up the tone of Next Wave better than whittle cuddly bears of death? <laughs> I l- <laughs> so, so good. good. Uh, I guess combat... Pterodactyl suits works just as well, and he's Dirk's reaction when his his combat pterodactyl suits are destroyed. He's so yeah, bummed. He's so depressed. <laughs> uh, sadly, the flashback of Cap telling Monica to go back to the mansion and make dinner sounds close to the reason Stern quit the book. Unknown. Uh, yeah. yeah unknown. And we we're not digging that one up nope. here. No. Uh, issue Future six. Future episode. Uh, don't try and impress me with your English counting. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I love that. Uh, this is seven. Mindless ones as skate punks is a great cliffhanger. You don't have to know what it is to know it ain't right. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also love the um, what's his name? Rokanu. Uh, it's it's yeah the, 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 the Dormammu sibling. Yeah. No, got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just loves Suicide Girls yep. so yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. He does. Oh man. Uh, he says I think I've reached the point where I have nothing new to say about Next Wave. I'm reading, but just sitting back and enjoying. Uh, have I said enough or anything about the art? What was Eminem doing before this? So immediately before that was Ultimate Fantastic Four. Okay. And after that, he went on to Ultimate X-Men. Okay. Um, then Ultimate Spider-Man. Then Ultimate Spider-Man. So you took him out of the Ultimate Universe for a year. Yep. And then and, sent him and back, and changed. Him back in. I yeah. think, I'm pretty sure that was the order of, of things. It, it was. I'm pretty sure it was immediately after Ultimate FF. Right. Yeah. I've been a, uh, a fan since... It's it's Legion and Superman, but Penelope oh, Cat like, cleverly tried to gotcha. save us from saying the words. Yeah, he's been Thank a fan you. of uh, Stewart's for a long time and miss him as a writer, but his art at Marvel feels like a quantum leap forward. Mm-hmm. He's always growing, always changing, and he is a terrific writer. Uh, and and if if you're a Stuart Eminem fan, also have to check out the work that he does with his wife Catherine. Yeah, uh, she's an amazing writer. Yeah. and they have done Moving Pictures is an incredible book. Mm-hmm. They have a new one coming out. If it's it's either out right now or it's about to come out called uh, Russian Olive to Red King that I read the pitch of years ago uh, because because we we become friends and I cannot wait to read this book mm. uh, search it out it's it's through Ad House Books or something like that uh, but it's going to be incredible but all the stuff they've done together is fantastic nice. Uh, wrapping up for Penelope Cat, he says, Eminem's work in issue 10 is fantastic. I wasn't sure if it was all him. The right. Mignola pages were especially convincing. Yeah, it was all him. That was yeah. crazy. And he kind of picked out the, the kind of artists he wanted to take a spin in their car, basically. Yeah. Uh, so good. 
Rick Jones, I'm Jazz Next Wave. This is Twim URC Pick. I loved Ellis and Shelby's Moon Knight, and this was my next go-to. Thanks for reading my mind, guys. Yeah. Next Wave is hilarious. The character voice is superb. The art is something to behold. Wow, great pick, gentlemen. I didn't I didn't pick it, Ryan. Did. Hashtag the, the captain, captain for Evs. Uh, I love the Twim URC Pick, but got to say, the opening Fing Fang Foom scene can't take place North Dakota, in North Dakota as claimed. We sadly have no mountains. But to this I will say... That is why, like, they built the mountain to hold him. Right, I right. That say. was the whole point. Yeah. yeah. They, like, it's, it's, it's because fin, cause fin, the mountain isn't there because Fin Fang Foom came sure, out of it and it's gone sure. now. Also, there are subtle differences in the Marvel Universe. I mean, there's no Wakanda yeah. in the real world. Yeah, that's true. So that's just one of those things. The hidden city thing. Latveria? That's a pretty public country. Yeah. Yeah, so Next Wave is awesome. I definitely want to have a beer with the Captain and Machine Man. I wouldn't suggest that. Yeah, that seems like a <laughs> well, terrible well, idea. Machine Man, maybe, but not with the Captain. Things yeah. will not go well. <laughs> so what's up? Well, you probably, Machine Man probably wouldn't be too pleasant, though. Mm. I don't think he'd treat you very nicely. The Captain is kind of like a more fit Frank Thierry in some ways. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't know who's that, that who mean? that's more insulting <laughs> to. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> so what's up with the blank speech bubbles in Next Wave number nine? I want to know what the evil upside-down broccoli man said. Yeah, their language cannot be mm. expressed in any form that we have yeah. at our fingertips. Fair. So Yeah. You, you can't, if we told you now, it would destroy you. Why, why, why did Devil Dinosaur have to be the evil mastermind behind it all? You could have joined the Pet Avengers instead. I suppose that's true. He could have. Uh... I, yeah, I guess was he Moonboy's pet? Essentially. That's but the whole now, issue yeah. of the, uh, that's that's the yeah, whole root the, of the problem. The thrust yeah. of, of yeah. The, the conflict. Yeah. Yeah. This series had the best non-Civil War tie-in ever. The wave after wave of double page spreads was epic amounts of awesome. Next Wave Agents of Hate was an inspired choice, guys. Well done. That was a ton of fun. And now my brain needs beer. Thank you, Fleshy One. Uh, Rob Nolan says, okay, next wave for Twim URC. Even have Tomo on the couch with me picking up the first few issues. I've raved about it before. Let's go. Two pages into issue one, and Elsa's Britishness is defined by a well-timed tea comment finished with darling. Yep, one of us. Well, I mean, helps that Warren yeah, writes it and for sure. knows, knows how to speak like his people. He said, Rob says, what I love about Dirk Anger is how his extreme personal introduction is somewhere between Starship Troopers and Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. 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 Uh, and yet, all the while, you really do get this character caricature vibe that screams, that's kind of how we all see Nick Fury. <laughs> it's kind of like where Nick Fury would have ended up yeah. right. in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, he has all those wonderful drugs. Uh, the first laugh-out-loud moment for me was the mother going to hell, don't tell your, <laughs> your kids to get a proper job, text-only panel. Yep. It, it was a priceless moment. Yeah. Uh, it's entire pages like this that made, and still make, Next Wave the laugh-out-loud romp that it was and is. Uh, he, he points to Fin Fang Foom pages, yeah, where he's waking up and cranky. Uh, poor Monica. She can never catch a break with code names. Even after this, she couldn't ke even keep Photon. Yeah. No? No. No, she's uh, Spectrum. Oh, yeah. She became Team Spectrum. Spectrum. Uh, so he says, uh, come on, Ben. Uh, trivia time for Twim URC. What of Tabitha's code names, Ben? I've only been aware of Boom Boom. Boomer and Meltdown. Yeah. The other two. That's that's the trio. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, as soon as you reach the primer in Next Wave 2, you realize it's a Nick Lowe book. <laughs> uh, remember those intros, intros to A plus X? Right here. Yeah, those. And, and uh, luckily, I, I can claim some... Of each of those, but I also had great people working with me on the A plus X stuff. Jordan White had a lot to do with those too. I could really and hear you guys talking to each other too on oh, those, yeah. which was yeah. the best part. Oh, yeah. I knew who was who. Yeah. yeah. 
Very easy. Aha. Well, issue two reveals that Tabby has also been called Meltdown. And then, yes, we gave yeah, you those. We gave you that uh, the first one of the two times I read Next Wave, I didn't realize the whole team wore jackets with a team logo badge on the sleeve. Go it's figure. The subtle jackets. I know. Beware of spooky chicks who think they've been made pregnant by robots was likely part of an induction course at <laughs> Avengers Academy. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. Uh, it has to be said, there are some asides in Next Wave that are just plain weird. The robot Vicar, yeah, for one. The Vicar. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, was, he was like X2 or something like that? Yeah. X, X26, something like that. Yeah. Oh, he was great. Whereas uh, Stack is X51. X51. Yeah. Uh, Next Wave has so many unique things about it that make it funny and recommendable. Take the per issue one liner taglines. You have to love how much Next Wave team really don't get along yet work together, but not in an in irritating Civil War way. I love Monica as a member of the Avengers, but I also love the dig she receives about it in Next Wave. Yeah. So good. So good. Uh, to this day, the scene from Next Wave 4 where Tabby blows up the evil kitty is what defines her for me. Yeah, I... That kitty's so disturbing. Yeah, it's so disturbing. Uh, the face on that thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Although there's no denying, Tabby certainly has some kick-ass moments throughout Next Wave. Not that I've read her elsewhere. How have you not read her elsewhere? I think one of the writers who picked up on, on Tabby best is Dennis Hopeless in, uh, yeah. in yeah. his, his Cable and X Force. Cable and X Force run. He really picked up on the way Warren wrote her here. Yep. Uh, he says, I love how Machine Man's serious is series... series. Genuinely ended with Celestials appearing, and yet Next Wave makes the whole thing so much funnier. Yep, there you go. Little backstory. Yeah. Ralph Macchio. Another shout out to the Widow Cuddly Bears of Death. Yep. Uh, love that. They're so good. Another <laughs> shout out to Combat pter Pterodactyl Suits. And like, even the background on that panel. That's Dave yeah. McCaig. So good. That's, that's, that's like was, here and here. That was oh. his coloring his coloring choices. Oh. So good. Uh, he says, Elsa's fight scene in Next Wave 6 is why I was so happy that she appeared in Avengers World as part of Valeria's squad. Hashtag hardcore. Halfway through Next Wave, and we have learned an important life lesson. No good can come of a robot in a bra. Yep, that's true. <laughs> I love the way he's, like, strutting around, too. <laughs> it's very oh, proud. So good. Stuart, Stuart got the body language so <laughs> perfect. So perfect. Uh, says, oh, Lord, I wish it, I hadn't Googled who Andrea Dworkin was. I'm trying to remember that myself, and I've completely forgotten. So, yeah, we'll go past that one. Uh, he says... Uh, Halfway through Next Wave, I'd like to thank Al Ewing for including it in Captain America and the Mighty Avengers. Agreed. Uh, and he, he shows the shot from you know recent stuff in the comics. He says, uh, Avengers After Hours, narrated by Monica. Hashtag parental advisory in stores probably never. Uh, yeah, that I love that yep. scene where they're talking about... Uh, you the, know, uh, the Avengers, yep. 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 Don't even get me started on the Wasp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, Let's see. Rob says, Cat being gay would probably break the internet entirely, which is a shame, but I do love the joke nonetheless. Yeah, uh, that was funny. To be fair, I don't know that that would make it in this day and age. It, it, it might not. Yeah, it in 2015? This, who knows? this was it, it, definitely a pre-we-make-movies yeah. Marvel and landscape. I am thankful that mm -hmm. we have it. But it might. I, but to be honest, I think, it, I think it, especially, I mean, Axel is great about this kind of stuff, true. too. Like, you, you, you hear your Deadpool, I, half the time I... When I was uh, supervising Jordan White on Deadpool, like things that I'd be like, I don't know if we're going to be able to publish this, and they'd be like, No, it's it's funny, and yeah. it's great, and I think we can do it. Let's nice. do it. Look at us, we're great. Uh, comedy aside, Next Wave does have some serious moments where Warren Ellis shows Monica as a true leader. Yeah, I love that that whole bit. Yeah. Uh, how do you sum up Next Wave to people when America can only be saved by killing a buttload of monsters? <laughs> uh, he says. 
The opening to Next Wave 8 with Dancing Mindless Ones is the most surreal opening so far, possibly ever. And I, I, I always like look at this one wearing the Live Strong <laughs> yeah. bracelet. Yeah, like, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. Taking a home, so put it on good. his wrist. It's, it's a good I think Stuart just put that into. <laughs> I don't even think that was written in there. And uh, just the West Side Story, like the, yeah. the, the snapping and yeah. dancing. Oh, it's so good. Elsa has a great ultimate cat moment. Issue nine. Do you think this letter on my chest stands for America? It was yeah, great. it was terrific. Yeah. Uh, and that's a wrap. Reading Next Wave is always ludicrously entertaining, and I'm glad it was chosen for Twin URC. Before signing off, a shout out to the entire art team uh, behind Next Wave. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, Paul Mounts helped out in one issue that mm. Dave McCaig was traveling on. Gotcha. And so he helped out, I think, I think it was issue seven. Yeah. Hmm. So good. All right, we are actually getting close. There was a lot of pictures in here, so right. we're, we're not that far off. All right, Squirrel Boy, where were Next Wave before this series? It's all deep part of the history. Yeah, it's all, uh, yeah, you got to go back and look it up. I feel like we need a new Next Wave comic. I think Chip Zdarsky would be perfect for it. Chip is amazing. Yeah. Chip's would you, amazing. Would you, wouldn't you? Would you just want to get the original team back, though? That would be. Do you think you could ever do a Next Wave book by someone else? I. It, dep it would have to be a really special Someone. Thing. Yeah, it would have yeah. to be a really special someone if it wasn't Warren and Stewart. Yeah. And I would have to go to them first just because. Yeah. Seek their blessing. Yeah. Uh, and only only if that would I would I go forward with it again, just because it was magic. It was yeah. just magic. Yeah. See, this is the real Captain America you don't see in the other books. Hashtag sexist. Flashback <laughs> to him asking Monica to go. Was it cooking dinner or something? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I would love to make comments about every panel of Next Wave, but I just can't find the words to describe the awesomeness. Who wrote the cool Q and A at the beginning of each so issue? That, that was either me or Sean Ryan every right. issue, depending. Yeah. I actually made a squee sound when I saw Irving Forbush in Next Wave. Yep. I, I like. It's I love just taking like the most ludicrous character we maybe have ever created yep. and turning him into this dark, amazing, dark. crazy character. <laughs> so good. Wow, that's a blast from the past. Can we get Not Brand Eck on Unlimited, please? Dude, if we could Can get it? Not Brand Eck, What the, mm -hmm. and all the old what ifs on and, Unlimited. And the what huh? The Brian, the oh, yeah, yeah. written, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Love it. Uh, Colin Bloodstone won't be happy about his sister forgetting him. This, of course, was done before he yep. existed, so <laughs> yep. there you go. What more can I say than flying Elvis Modox throwing hamburgers? Yeah. I think we've had that a couple times now. So good. Stephen Barr says, great first issue, fun characters and cool art. Love the panel of uh, just Dark Anger being Dark, yelling at the recruit or his his soldiers. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the... Uh, and the the lizard sticks. Yes. That yeah. was the other one because I think Warren has written him smoking, but mm -hmm. you know we have a very strict, you know, like non-smoking policy, in our in our books, and and so that was what, what I think Warren and Stewart came up with together of like what he'd have instead yeah. of a cigarette is this, these lizard sticks that he chews on, <laughs> whatever the hell that is. I love it. Uh, Ellis and Eminem have created a great story with cool art for next wave. Really enjoyed it. The humor is fun, and it's great to see these characters play off of each other. Fun first issue, now onto the second. More character fun. Um, it, Next Wave totally earns its parental advisory rating. Very enjoyable. Yeah, and Nick worked way. hard for that. Yeah. Did it have a parental advisory? I think we put one on later. Like, like not, oh, not just in case. Halfway through, it's bizarre and funny. Issue six was disturbing. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, more fun. We are sure seeing a new side of the Avengers, looking at some of the panels we've talked about. Uh, in issue seven, glad we are reading the story, and I love both the art and the humor. Uh, Elvis Modoc in Next Wave 11 is awesome, and the hilarious series of splash pages and Easter eggs were great. 
A Modak, Modak and Modam made sweet monkey love by the light of a rack of World of Warcraft's servers equals a baby Modok. I love that. Yeah. Uh, finally wrapping up, he says, Now I know why Asian M wanted to read Next Wave. Well played, sir. So spoilers, I guess, for Next Wave, but uh, Devil Dinosaur 2. Next Wave was a fun ride. This Did this team show up anywhere later? Individually. Uh, yeah. I don't think they've ever shown up together, though, no. right? No. No. Uh, and, Someday. Uh, yeah. That, that wraps it up. That is it. Um, Nick Lowe. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. You're Can you conclude by singing as much of the theme song as you remember? Let's see how much I got yeah. from memory. So we got... It's like Shakespeare, but with a lot more punching. It's like Goethe, but with lots more crunching. Like Titanic, but the boat's still floating. No, it's not. The mother air boat is exploding. Next wave. That's an air guitar. Next wave. Dirk Anger is one crazy mama jamma. He he leads hate fighting around is it in his pretty pink pajamas. Hate was formed by the Beyond Corporation. Purpose fleet to bring about catastrophic devastation. I can't remember. I remember all these words. No, it's amazing. Uh, let's see, does it go to, do you want a haircut? The Beyond Corporation's gonna help you out. Do you have a stepson? The Beyond Corporation's gonna rub him out. Do you want a toothbrush? The Beyond Corporation has an extra one. Do you want a, oh shoot, the, the, the words come out. You want a da, da, or a pirate, electric emu, or giant sky rat, or midget Hitler, or Pontius Pilate? Don't call your mom or a doctor. Just pick up the phone and call Next Wave. There we go. Give us a Next Wave roll call. Monica is going to microwave your... Tabby. Tabby is going to steal all your stuff. Aaron is going to organize your sock drawer. Elsa, she speaks with an accent. The captain, his name is the captain. Next Wave. And it just fades into madness. Oh, that there was we a, go. Bravo. Acapella. Bravo. Amazing. Wow. Do you have an MP3 of that? Yep. I'm sure you do. Yep, we can post it. Let's throw it in at right. the end of the episode. Yep. Right. Right. If you search for it, I think it's probably still on marvel.com. Yeah, it's definitely still on the site, but we'll throw but it yeah. in if you guys listen to the very end of the show. We'll, uh, uh, and, that was, we'll uh, and I wrote that with my brother, Matt. I wrote the lyrics. We wrote the music together. Uh, and he played all the instruments and I had it was my my housemates were the screaming people in the background. <laughs> I dragged them upstairs to, oh my to, God. to shop the people's names. Amazing. So good. One of one of the best Twimmy RCs we've ever done. Thanks to, the, thanks to this guy. Without Boom. a doubt. Boom. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank and you, Nicholas. Next wave. Go back to editing your comics. Uh, we're gonna send it out. No, you can go, man. Right, or cool. you can stay. What are, what are your books? Let me see. Yeah, I, look at the books. We're I'll gonna cover those after the, the break. I'll do a pick of the week. <laughs> uh, Nick's gonna look through that. We're gonna send it oh, out. There's to... a bunch of good ones if I remember from my bundle. Nova twenty nine is awesome. Yeah. I edited that one though. <laughs> uh, of course, it's awesome. Uh, this week, uh, Thor seven. Oh hell yeah. Uncanny X-Men was awesome, but I think Thor 7 is my pick. Thor, All right. oh, it's such Thor a is Nick Lowe's pick. Uh, you will get our picks after the break. 
Yes. Bye, everybody. We're going to go out west to uh, Strami, Patrick, and Mr. Wacker. Thanks, Nick. Hello there. This week in Marvelix, this is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom joining you with a special edition of the Strami and the Wolfman show without the Wolfman once more because I am down at the secret headquarters of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just getting the last few uh, podcasts of This Week in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. recorded for you guys. But in the meantime, let's talk about what's going on with just This Week in Marvel. Of course, uh, my brain's a little fried because I don't even know where to begin. I literally got into an argument with someone the other day because I insisted that Daredevil came out two weeks ago because it feels like it's been two weeks since that happened because so much has happened in the meantime. But no, I was, I was wrong. It was actually just last week that Daredevil came out. But this week, of course, we had the world premiere of Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron right here in Hollyweird, California. Uh, we were live streaming, of course. We talked to about 30 people, I think, over the course of uh, about an hour and 45 minutes. You can, of course, watch the whole thing along with some highlights over on our YouTube page, marvel.com, or not marvel.com, youtube.com slash marvel. You can also catch more stuff, including some photos from the premiere, our live blog, all sorts of good jazz over at marvel.com slash Avengers Premiere. And, you know, keep a eye out in the background for yours truly, as I was there sort of uh, getting all of the actors and directors and writers and all those fine folk onto the stage for you guys. Oh, and in other Avengers Age of Ultron news, we have released five clips, I believe, this week. I have quite literally just almost lost count. <laughs> but we had, uh, I know, a Hulkbuster clip that featured uh, uh, Hulkbuster and Hulk going at it. We had our exclusive clip from the Red Carpet livestream premiere, which featured Iron Man and Ultron going at it. There was a clip uh, in which the Avengers star start to sort of uh, question Tony about what he did with Ultron in creating Ultron and or rather helping to create Ultron and uh, there was also a clip of the hammer scene in which all the Avengers try their might to uh, uh, or try their worthiness to lift Thor's hammer uh, spoiler it doesn't go well for any of them and we've got tons more just Go on over to youtube.com slash marvel. You can catch them all. We also released a new featurette today focusing on Ultron. We released 14 new photos from the film, a bunch of uh, stills from the film itself, as well as some behind-the-scenes shots. You can check all that out on marvel.com. But, of course, it isn't just about the Avengers this week. We also had the world premiere of the all-new trailer for Marvel's Ant-Man, which, uh, <laughs> I don't know, has me very excited for the film, at least. Uh, it had some really, really great moments, uh, particularly my personal favorite was at the end, in which uh, Yellow Jacket is about to uh, be crushed by Tommy the Tank Engine. Tommy, that's a 
Let's, let's put those things are called, right? Yeah, the, the to little Tommy trains, the blue things. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, go check it out, as always, on our YouTube page and get excited for Ant-Man in theaters July 17th. Just, what, uh, three short months away at this point about? Actually, you know what? Almost three months to the day from today. So head over there, check all that out. Meanwhile, in the world of Marvel TV, of course, we had Marvel's Daredevil debut on Netflix last week. I have been so busy, I have not quite had a chance to watch the entire series. I am only eight episodes in, but it is a phenomenal so far. Uh, I sh I'm sure many of you listening have already seen the entire thing. If you haven't started yet, fear not. It's just lying there waiting for you on Netflix, all 13 season one episodes right now. So head on over, check all that out. We will be posting, uh, probably shortly after this podcast posts, a new uh, interview with stars Charlie Cox and Rosario Dawson. And we have a, uh, another couple of interviews coming your way in uh, the next few days. And in the world of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., of course, we had an all-new episode this week uh, entitled Melinda. We got to find out the origin of the name The Cavalry, her nickname uh, that she really isn't a huge fan of. And this week, you got to find out why she isn't a huge fan of it, and it's because of what she had to do uh, to earn that nickname. Is uh, I don't know, I thought it was a really powerful episode. Uh, and it really, really gave some some great depth and backstory to uh, Agent May. So if you haven't seen it yet, head on over to your DVR if you DVR'd it, or if you did not, you know you can download it on iTunes, streaming on Hulu. I'm sure. Uh, you know, just uh, this wonderful thing about the 21st century. If you miss an episode. There are like 75 or 77 different ways in which you can catch up. We have an all-new episode next week, uh, Tuesday at 9, 8 central on ABC. It features the return of Deathlock and Ward and actually features uh, Coulson teaming up with Ward or rather reaching out to him for some assistance, which is... Uh, for fans of the show, you all know, a very unlikely uh, pairing. But you can see how it all uh, unfolds yourself next Tuesday. We'll have a couple of clips from the episode coming your way shortly. We have the latest print from the Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Art of Evolution series. This one is by Nathan Fox. It is astounding. You can buy it yourself at the uh, Marvel Shop, just uh, marvelshop.com slash Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Head over there, check it out. It will be going on sale at 12.30 a.m. Pacific Time, Friday. So if you're listening to this on Friday, it's already available. Head over there, get it. You can also see what it looks like on marvel.com. And we had an all-new episode of This Week in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This week, of course, as the title would imply. Uh, and we spoke with Ming-Na Wen. Uh, like I said, this was a huge episode for May, so of course we spoke with Ming again uh, to get her thoughts on May's full backstory and uh, just what it means for her moving forward and uh, how it 
shaped the Agent May that we know and love today. So that's pretty much it. Uh, stay tuned, though, because in just a couple of seconds, you will hear from the Wolfman along with Steve Wacker on the latest in Marvel Animation. Until then, I want to thank you for listening. I wish you a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous er week. And as always, remember to drink your Ovaltine. Good afternoon, everybody out there in the podcasting universe. Welcome to another installment of. Oh, we're drawing you in. That's good. That's good. We've got Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh here, and I'm joined by. Uh, Steven Wacker from uh, Marvel Animation. And Steve, you've brought a guest, haven't you? I have. I love bringing uh, guests to the listeners of the This Week in Marvel podcast so they can hear some of the faces uh, behind our series. And uh, we have one of our biggest faces of all here today. Uh, we've got uh, Jeff Allen, who's our supervising director for Avengers Assemble and uh, responsible for most of what you see up on the screen. Hello, Jeff. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So Jeff, uh, like his title implies, he supervised the actual uh, directors of uh, the shows and uh, uh, he helps us with the sto storytelling. Uh, we give him the script and uh, we let him go and make his magic. Jeff also has the honor of having the coolest office at Marvel Animation. <laughs> it's just wall-to-wall -wall, uh, uh, classic Marvel comic book co covers. Oh, yeah? Yeah, including some with his favorite character, Moon Knight. Yes, <laughs> Moon Knight. How much do you love Moon Knight? <laughs> oh, I love him so much. If he was a real person, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, marry him. And uh, What's your favorite Moon Knight? <laughs> Who's your favorite Moon Knight artist? Uh, Bill Sienkiewicz. And, of course, uh, I said his name, pronounced his name Sienkiewicz for most of my life <laughs> and adult life. But, uh, yeah, I recently learned it's Sienkiewicz. But, yeah, he's probably the, the best. Well, I honestly, you said you'd want to, you know, you'd want to marry him. Yes. You'd be, you'd want to be close with this, uh, with with Moon Knight. Yes. I personally wouldn't. Really? He's, a, he's he's as Betty White would call him. He's off his rocker. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot of personalities. He's he's interesting. Oh well, okay. Well, I guess if you're looking at the, he's got one personality to suit any need that you might yeah, have. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how, how far. I would go though. I gotta tell my wife first. Now, <laughs> what, as an animator, what about having a personality disorder appeals to you, Jeff? <laughs> it's 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 a job requirement. It, it totally is. Yeah, you, you you need to you know you need to get into the heads of the characters you know that you're 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 drawing and and uh, yeah it, it it always helps to be a little crazy. Everybody's got to be a little crazy. I, I gotta say, coming sitting in my chair, it is. Uh, extremely helpful and I think one of the reasons we succeed is because there's someone like Jeff around who loves our characters and our mythology so much. You don't have to know Marvel history to be here, but um, when when we can give him a script and he knows these characters so well um, and he can suggest something in the, uh, in the visual um, or find a different story element we hadn't thought of because he knows, he knows these characters like the back of his hand, it's extremely help helpful. Now, with your love of Moon Knight, are we going to see Moon Knight appearing in Marvel Animation anytime soon? We will, but I pulled a bad, <laughs> I pulled something on Jeff. 
Mm-hmm. We will, but not on a show he's working on. It's Ooh, a sick, sick ouch! Joke. It was a really sick joke. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> yeah, but um, we're gonna get uh, his limousine in one of our episodes coming up. Oh. pretty soon here. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be exciting. <laughs> I can't yeah, wait to back, see his limousine. Background limousine. It's gonna be um, an Easter egg. Look for it. So Jeff worked on, of course, the the episode that's premiering this weekend. That's right. This Sunday at 8:30 a.m. on Disney XD, we've got a brand new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble. And as a little bit of foreshadowing, this episode's entitled Avengers Disassembled. Yeah, I don't even know it's foreshadowing anymore. I think it's <laughs> it's, it's actual it's, saying. It's now, <laughs> it's now shadowing. Yes. Uh, so so tell us what goes on in uh, this week in Marvel's Avengers Assemble. Well, we saw Cap uh, quit last week. Yes. And this is the result of uh, his exit. We got a wonderful script by uh, Jake Saman and. Uh, um, uh, Jeff, along with uh, Tim Eldred, Tim Eldred, yeah. uh, directed it, and uh, we see the results of what ha- what Cap's actions. They lead to something actually bigger than how we left the last episode. Uh, like I mentioned last week, this is a huge arc for us, and it's a real uh, game changer, and the whole season hinges on it. And oh no, I just said absolutely. That's all. <laughs> absolutely. I absolutely. Uh, night. <laughs> he's, he's still uh, Jeff's actually weeping still over over that Moon Knight reference. Um, uh, you mentioned Cap. I think you know now that we've got some some two heavy hitters as far as Marvel's Avengers assemble, some of the creative uh, minds go. I think a question everyone wants to know is who would win in a fight, Captain America or Captain Crunch? Who I think that's well. When I say everyone, when I say everyone wants to know. I want to know. Yeah, a lot of people. I've, I've heard this out, okay. out there. I, I got a theory on this one. Okay, all right. I think it's Captain Crunch because the, the ceiling of Cap, Captain America's mouth will be shredded when he throws his, <laughs> he shoots his cereal from his big dumb hat. From his big dumb hat. Right into Captain America's mouth, his face cave. Well, and, uh, yeah. yeah, that, that, yeah, I think Captain he, no. Crunch is a killer. Yeah, he is yeah. actually. He's got he's got at least seven uh, tattooed teardrops on his cheek. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's part of the gritty reboot of yeah. Captain Crunch. Yeah. Is they, that's they, not they, out yet. Oh, that's, that's oh, you just spoiled you. everything. Exactly. You've just spoiled everything. Sorry. No cap by a long shot. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> Are we allowed to say we all saw the uh, movie this week? I think yeah. I mean, we were all at the the wait. What movie? What movie are you talking about? Are you talking about the second best exotic Marigold hotel yeah. that we all yeah, went we to see? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, we all went to see that. That was great. <laughs> that movie that came out two months ago. Uh, no, we were talking about Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron. So all three of us attended? I believe yes. so. I was in the backest, backest row. Uh, I, I might have been further back than you. I was I was in the mezzanine second row from the back. I, I believe. Oh, I was in the mezzanine uh, last row with a big bassy speaker right above me that kept shattering my glasses. It was wonderful. And so is that your official review? Is Avengers Age of Ultron shatters glasses? <laughs> it shatters uh, minds, expectations, and um, you will be giddier than uh, a little child in, uh, I don't know, Toys R Us shopping spree. <laughs> in a place where children like to go. Yes, exactly. I will say the, the, I don't think this is a spoiler anymore, the Captain Crunch appearances. Oh, yeah, well, we kind of gave that away. Excited. I'm going to have to run this podcast by legal to make sure that that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But I also think it's cool that uh, the, the folks at Marvel Studios 
took your story and your characters and turned them into a, right. a big movie. <laughs> We're so thankful they adapted. Our, yeah, uh, that, yes. that's really that's our really cool. Series. And you guys got credited before any of the actors. <laughs> I don't know if you guys left at that part. At that part, but. Uh, it was super fun though, and it yes, it seemed like because there've been so many teasers and trailers, like you'd seen everything in the movie, but you really haven't. You haven't even scratched the oh surface my God, of what's yes. in the movie. Absolutely, that scene that they just released uh, uh, yesterday, I think, of the Hulkbuster Hulk fight. Oh, yeah. And, and I I didn't want to watch it. I watched it after I saw the movie, of course, and thought, oh, there's so much more. Yeah, there's there's, there's so still much so much more. more. And, uh, yeah, so it, it, you're going to have a great time. I, I look forward to seeing it again in IMAX 3D. That's all I'm, I'm looking forward to. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm still wearing my bracelet, too. And as the second exotic Marigold Hotel in IMAX, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> it really pops off the screen. You feel like Richard Gere is right there with you. If he's in it, sure. I think he is. He's got to be. What else is Richard Gere doing right now? Uh, so, speaking of Richard Gere, make sure to tune in this Sunday to Marvel's Avengers Assemble <laughs> at 8.30 a.m. on Disney XD. Jeff, thanks for stopping by hey, and sure, spending no some problem. time with us. Can I say Moon Knight one more time? It's a pleasure. I, you know, it's really a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be talking about my favorite right, superhero. Right. You're not winning an night. award. <laughs> oh, it's so great. All right, goodbye, everybody. And until next next week, uh, I still don't remember the catchphrase other than it involves cartoon, cartoon in, in to Disney XD. Cartoon in to Disney XD. Nailed it. All right, we're back. Yeah. Good times. Wow, I am exhausted. Rolling. Already from, uh, that was, but that was good, though. We I, I want to make sure we had full energy for that segment. Totally. I'm sure it was a letdown listening to the guys out west, but now we are back to bring this home. Ryan, what did, what, did you, what did we read this week in terms of comics? All right, so first up, we've got Avengers Millennium number three by Mike Costa, uh, and art by uh, Mass, Jeffo, and Diaz. Yep. Uh, we've got the uh, various teams of Avengers thrown about time. In this one, we focus on uh, Iron Man, Spider-Man and Black Widow in Japan in the 40s. And, yep. Um, Spider-Man dresses like a geisha. Yeah. That's all you need, really, because, yeah, to sell it. it. Nails it. Yeah. Uh, we've got this crazy future Hydra dude uh, come in. We've got uh, Scarlet Witch and Hulk dealing with a totally other problem uh, and a really cool cliffhanger of a final page. Over in Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, number two, another Disney Kingdoms tie-in written by Dennis Hopeless. Art by Tig Walker and colors by this week in Marvel favorite Jean-Francois Bellew. When we last left Abigail Bullion, she was caught in a cave-in under the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, but she has been saved by a mysterious masked stranger. Turns out to be a lot more to him than meets the eye. Once they get out of the mine, there is a railroad heist. There are more new characters introduced. And Abigail Bullion just continues to be a great character. Uh, I like her her spunk, her spirit, her smarts, the three S's. She is uh, a clever character who also does not succeed 100% of the time. And I just think this is, of the Disney Kingdom series so far, I, I really like this one. Uh, I think it's cool for people looking for mythology behind that ride, but it's also just a great story with some kick-ass art. All right. Uh, so if you're still on that next wave high, up next is Captain America and the Mighty Avengers number seven, written by Al Ewing, art by Aban Coelho. And uh, this follows our Mighty Avengers team fighting the Beyond Corporation, uh, manifested here in a, you know, very different from, I wouldn't say very different, uh, a different sort of, uh, probably a different office in the yeah. Beyond Corporation. It's not Devil Dinosaur in a uh, suit. No. Uh, but it's... But oh, if it were. Yeah. Uh, 
I wish. Um, but this is still it's terrific and weird and uh, freaky as the Beyond Corporation is just toying with humanity, toying with um, with reality, really. And we've got Monica Rambeau at the forefront of fighting this because she is PO'd. Pissed off. Yep. Thank you, Vince. Yeah. Uh, and we've got various parts of the Mighty Avengers dealing with this and other forms. Spider-Man, Blue Marvel, and I hope Doctor Positron like sticks around more, yeah. which is Blue Marvel's one of Blue Marvel's sons. He'd be a very cool uh, supporting cast member. He's terrific. Uh, and there's there's a moment towards the end that connects a whole bunch of things that have been going on in the series. Yeah. And there's just Coelho draws this one panel of Positron, and I. It's really nice. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I would like a, it hits you. Hits you. Uh, hits you. Uh, we've got Luke Cage and and Jessica Jones, uh, Captain America fighting the monstered up versions of other members of uh, the Mighty Avengers. Just all kinds of crazy fun action. Cool, weird, like mind busts going on throughout here. Uh, but I love the way they're able to solve this problem and and hopefully finish things off. Uh, but we'll see where this all lands. Right at the end, though, we dive right into the next story, which is uh, it's going to be our last days for the Mighty Avengers. Yeah, and I actually just, as you saw, I posted today a uh, recap of this book to this point, Mighty Avengers and Captain America and the Mighty Avengers, leading you right up in the last days, and we'll be doing that for all of our last days titles. Deathlock number seven, written by Nathan Edmondson, art by Mike Perkins, beautiful colors by Andy Troy. We start to see kind of the realization of what I think a lot of us were waiting for over the first six issues. As I said, uh, the fact that Henry Hayes is now awake and knows what's going on and is trying to play this game of keeping his daughter safe from the people controlling him as Deathlock, uh, but also not compromising his moral code. We start to see more of that here as he's sent on a mission he does not agree with, starts to not listen to his handler. That has consequences for him, for his handler, for his daughter. And at the same time, we have S.H.I.E.L.D. They've brought Michael Collins in to interrogate him, and there's more going on with Michael Collins than we not originally thought. So two death locks for the price of one, but wait, there's a third. <laughs> You're right? I just nearly I knocked you out. just got me. I know, I know, I know. This is a crazy book. Um, but yeah, there is a third death lock out there, and it looks like next issue, him and our newest death lock are going to come to blows. Uh-oh. All right, we've got Legendary Star-Lord, number 11. This is Chapter 12 of the Black Vortex. Black it is Vortex the, is so long, man. I, I wish it was longer. I know. To be honest with you, uh, I wish I had more. It is the penultimate installment. The penultimate installment. Um, and uh, it's really, it's uh, the Legendary Star-Lord, but really the, the core character in mm-hmm. this issue is Kitty Pride. And if you, you ask a lot of people, the greatest X-Man of all time, Kitty Pride. She. Uh, I, my, I when we did a we did a poll. She she yeah. ended up on top. She's definitely my pick. Um, and this is one of those issues that you can point to and be like, yeah, you want to argue? Here, read this. Mm-hmm. This is pure super heroic, amazing Kitty doing all the awesome stuff. It really it starts off with Captain Marvel rolling into uh, into Spartax. So they yeah they're on Spartax. They're on Spartax. She's yes, uh, she rolls in with the. Uh, the Black Vortex itself, uh, she's got Gara, the last of the Viscardi race, 12 yes. billion years old. Man, no more Viscardis, yeah. thank goodness. Uh, on, on Captain Marvel's tail, uh, all the people of Spartax are encased in uh, Thane's living death amber thing, mm-hmm. uh, while little broodlings are trying oh, to burn. It's bur- so gross, it's man. It's so messed all, everything up. 
mouth. This is gross. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we've got all that, and so it's up to our heroes to try to find a way to save the day. Jean Grey looks to the Black Vortex. Will she submit? Star-Lord looks to the Vortex. Star-Lord looking to submit is some of the best pages. Oh, yeah. It's very Sam Humphreys. Yes. Totes. Uh, Kitty is trying to keep them all from doing the wrong thing, from sacrificing themselves, uh, from making the choice that is not going to help. Mm -hmm. uh, but lots of battles, and it doesn't look like our heroes are going to win. So someone has yeah. to take Everyone's going to lose. Run. I mean, this is, this is where it happens. Yeah. So uh, one more all, issue with Black Vortex. Yes, that will conclude in Black Vortex Omega, I believe, next week. Oh, my gosh. Right next week. We're going to have no more Black Vortex. It's going to be so weird. Loki, Agent of Asgard, number 13, written by Al Ewing, art by Lee Garbett. Um, what an issue and what a great tale for those of you who have enjoyed not just this series, but everything that's been done with Loki, basically since Matt Fraction brought him back as Kid Loki. Everything Kieran Gillen did through Journey into Mystery and everything through Young Avengers and here, uh, it's a big task on Al Ewing's shoulders to kind of wrap up this years-long story of the progression of this character, but he does it very uh, gracefully and well. Um, our Loki, the younger Loki, has been chained, imprisoned by King Loki, the evil future version, and basically told, like, look, you wanted to be good, you're not going to be good, you're going to become me, you are trapped by your destiny. He ends up visiting with the spirits of past Lokis, the original version, and also the kid Loki version, which in turn kind of gives new insight for me into those characters and their ultimate fates. So Al being able to build on the stories already done. The big thing going on here is the interplay between Loki and Verity Willis, who essentially is his advocate, who this whole series has been the one watching over him and tells him why he does not have to become this evil creature. It forces the Loki agent of Asgard we've come to know to make some pretty hard choices that have some pretty big ramifications. Uh, and then King Loki gets thrown right into the last days, right into the incursions. There is sacrifice, there is drama, there's an epilogue that totally changes things and changes Loki's role in the Marvel Universe forever. I dug this. Uh, it reminded me very much of how Kieran wrapped up Journey into Mystery, and that's a pretty high compliment to foist upon a Loki story. Totally. Magneto, number 17, speaking of kind of bringing things to their conclusion before getting to Secret Wars, Cullen Bunn and Gabriel Hernandez-Walta have the, young, uh, the, uh, the Nazi who's been tormenting Magneto for years has come to life. Magneto is trying to pursue him throughout Genosha. He finds out what the root of his problems are. Uh, there's some more grisly stuff that goes on. Walta's art, both in terms of the flashbacks to World War II, in terms of the gruesome fates of some of the mutants of Genosha, just, you know, off the charts, how terrifying he makes Hitzig look. Um, but once Magneto discovers the cause of his problems and is confronted with a potential solution, then solution he ends up taking, says a lot about where he is as a character and really forces him to confront his, his own role, his path, the path he's chosen. And by the end of this issue... Um, we see him alone once again and contemplating his next move, and the next move is going to be the last days of Magneto. Yeah, it's interesting. It's one of those, like, sacrifice one for the many, yep. or there's a lot of ways to look but at it. But there's another thing he could have done yes. that he chooses not to yes. that kind of tells you, all right, he's still, hmm. he's still Magneto at the end of the day. Yeah. 
All right, we've got Ms. Marvel number 14 up next, written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Takeshi Miyazawa. Uh, and I do want to give a shout out to Joe Caramagna. I love the lettering, especially on like the recap page and the scene setting uh, sections of this, as well as the, you know, the sound effects. But Joe does a great job on this. Uh, and color art by Ian Herring because there's some really cool effects, especially with this, uh, this new Inhuman that we've been introduced to. Uh, and... He, there's a panel where Kamala jumps out of her room, out of her window to go like be a bad kid, and uh, like just a subtle thing about showing how she uses her powers and how that like reflects on her body. Mm-hmm. Super cool. I also want to say because that was art so good with the little touches, the scene setting stuff, like the Kamala and um, what's his name, um, do, 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 the, his old family friend. Um, Ryan pouring over the recap page right now. Now moving into the first page of the show. I'm going to give play-by-play so we don't have dead air. Um, He has moved on to, I think he's almost at the second page, still searching in vain for this character's name. I'm terrible. Uh, Flipping over to the the third page now. So he has moved into... Cameron. 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 Uh, Yeah, so Cameron shows that he's an inhuman, but... um, yeah, there's, uh, there's just so many, like, cool little things in here. And you know, like, you get a sense that something ain't right uh, when you're reading this book. And you, it, when it gets there, you're like, damn it! And you're, Kamala has become such a, a favorite character. and every, You feel like you know her. You feel you like do. she's funny. You do. And Not like, just that, though. The stuff with Bruno, too. Don't oh, man. That. That's Bruno. heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, but Cameron and, and Kamala are off doing some crazy stuff. And I just love seeing Kamala finding ways to get out of tough situations. She's so great. Yep. She is so great. Uh, and so where we see this all hash out was actually not what exactly no. I expected, the which person was a delight. Show, yeah, the person who shows up on the last page is not the person I was expecting to show up on nope. the last page. So that's yeah. pretty cool. So I was very – I was delighted, as always, by Ms. Marvel. All right, we've got Nova up next, issue number 29, written by Jerry Duggan. Uh, Heartbreaking first couple pages for me. Art by David Baldion, yeah. Terry Pallet, and David Curiel, but yes. it. Op- well, I do have to take, a f- take issue with one thing. Okay, go. So uh, Sam goes to Long Island yeah. to, for something right. that is why you're upset, yes. but he, he calls it the city of Long Island. Right. That is not a there, – there is a Long Island I mean, city, but all, that's not where he goes. All I know of Long Island is from Nova Comics, <laughs> so to me, that seemed right. That's seemed, not right. It seemed fine. It is an island This with is what Long Island looks like. Dozens, if not hundred-plus <clears throat> cities. Strong Island. Uh, Did you know that Rich Ryder was from Long yes, Island? Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. You have more affinity for him because yes, of that? Yes, okay. definitely. Right, but sorry. I didn't learn until much later. Right. But when I did, it was, yes, I loved yeah, him even he's more. He's just like you. He is. I could have been Rich You could have been Nova for yeah. a bit. Totally. And then died. Uh, but yes, so the issue starts with this heartbreaking couple it's of hard, pages. Man. And it brings up an issue that I've been thinking about, mm-hmm. uh, about Rich's brother. Yeah, Robbie. Uh, Robbie. Robbie Ryder. And we I don't was, know what happened to him. Uh, the yeah. poor parents. If you read Nova Comics back in the day and you know, uh, what are their names? I know his mom's name is Gloria. I forget his dad's name. Trumpable, um, yeah, Trumpable and Gloria Ryder. Yeah, um, it was guy. It was like I was like, oh yeah, no, they don't know. No one's told them. That's crazy. Their sons are just missing for months. Yeah, and they're probably just like ah, you know, normal stuff. They're Novas. They yeah. go off. Um, and if you're familiar with the history of these characters, it's so devastating because they think they've lost their kids so many times and they always come back. Yeah. And now for someone to come and say like, yeah, they're not, they're not coming back. No, hard. 
Yes. Hard stuff. Uh, so I like how Jerry says, okay, we're gonna, we got to go to space. And Sam's done with school for the summer. He's going to go off and do the stuff. So he finishes up what he's got at home. And boom, he goes to space because he wants to find his dad. And it's just wackiness. Like, <laughs> he goes and he robs a bank. Yeah. To be fair, he robs an evil bank, essentially. As Deadpool. Yeah, at, with a Deadpool mask. Yeah. Terrific. And he, like, says, uh, nobody stops Deadpool. Tell all your friends, Deadpool is here. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, so, yeah, he makes a lot of stops. He's basically put a bounty on finding his dad and the other escaped inmates that his dad's rolling with, or prisoners, I should say, uh, that his dad's rolling with, uh, with the, say, no disintegrations. Yep. You know, be very clear, I'm going to pay you a lot of money as long as you don't kill them. Uh, so that is heard throughout the galaxy. Quite a few guest stars in this book. Yeah, and tons of guest stars and Captain cameos. Marvel, we see Better Ray Bill. Cosmo. Cosmo, Rocket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it leads to... Uh, the wrong people yeah. getting wind of what's going on. Not good. And uh, an introduction of a new character, which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah, very uh, cool. Like just this crazy big dude. And I'm like, uh, that character's going to be a big deal. I hope so. No, he is. Yeah. From what I, from what I understand. Well then. So you saw it here first. Saw it here first. Um, Spider-Man and the X-Men number five, written by Elliot Kalin, art by Marco Faia, and colors by Ian Herring. This book is one of my favorites. I, I put it way up on my list every time we get it in. It's just so funny. Every page. It's just pure joy. Um, there's character stuff in there, but really, it's it's just hilarious. It's it's Elliot Kalen in his wheelhouse. He's gotten the voices of these kids down so well. He writes a great Spider-Man, but I look forward to hearing his Eye Boy or his Hellion or his Shark Girl just as much. Uh, the situation here is that symbiotes have taken over pregnant Deathbird and a bunch of Brood and come to the Jean Grey school. It's a nice mashup of Spider-Man and X-Men. Uh, Spidey jumps through a portal back to the peak, um, takes the kids with him. So it's Spider-Man, Beast, and the kids going up against symbiote-possessed sword agents, Brood, the whole works. And every page is just about, you know, 10 to 12 great lines uh, the kids trying to work together with their particular set of skills. Spidey uh, in the black costume, if you like that sort of thing. And continuing to search for who might be the mole among the kids. Uh, everyone keeps accusing Glob Herman of it, and he is so pissed that he volunteers to be their radiation shield on a spaceship when they fly back to Earth, uh, which leads to this great panel of him being like basically melted into the ground and then giving the thumbs up to let everyone <laughs> know that he's okay. Uh, and then at the end of the issue, we find out who the traitor is. Dun, dun, dun. And the big villain who dun, they dun, are working dun. for. And it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I'm assuming next issue is the last issue um, for now, which is a shame. I will miss this book, but it was really, 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 really good. All right, on to Superior Iron Man, number seven, written by Tom Taylor, art by Yildore Sinar and Felipe Watanabe. Uh, this is Iron Man versus Iron Man, Tony versus Tony, for the future of Iron Man and Tony Stark. Uh, it's terrific. It's really cool. Is like uh, younger Tony had set up some protocols for himself if he needed to take care of some business, take care of himself, take care of whatever, uh, and he set up this whole thing, and now current Tony, current a-hole Tony, has to deal with the things he put in place for himself. Uh, great 
cool battle. I love everything that's going on. You've got fun pepper stuff in here, uh, and you've got great character stuff as Tony is exploring who he was, who he is, and who he will be. Mm, uh, very poetic. Thank you. I, uh, you know what? They call me the poet. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they call you. Yep. Thor number seven, written by Jason Aaron, art by Russell Dowderman, color art by Matthew Wilson. This is the Nick Lowe pick of the week, endorsed by him. We open up with a flashback to Agent Roz Solomon from S.H.I.E.L.D., who we haven't seen for a while. We see what she's been up to, and it's a pretty uh, compelling argument for why she may have a different... Uh, Different set of skills than last time we saw her. Mm. It's definitely lays some stuff down. Mm. Meanwhile, in the present, Thor, whoever she is, is fighting the Destroyer, who is powered by Cull, the Serpent, at the direction of Jerkhead Odin. It's an awesome fight, and Russell draws the heck out of it. Uh, Have we announced the Jerkhead Odin series we'll be doing? No, no, no. We sh- oh. Under wraps for now. Whoops. Um, Jerkhead Odin actually has a great hat in this issue. He has these giant... Like, literally just deer, deer antlers. They look like yeah. golden deer antlers. Yeah. Uh, Thor against a foe way, 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 way out of her weight class at this point in terms of her experience. But her raw power and her heart is what carries her through. While this is all going on, Malkith gives Dario Agar a lesson in the Ten Realms. Because uh, Heaven's in there now. Yep. Um, and that sets up what they're going to be doing next. They are making their way across those realms, and they're up to no good. They are the worst. And when it seems like Thor's on her last legs, she's done all her tricks, and even all the all the will in the world's not going to carry her through, here comes the cavalry. Yeah. Great last page cavalry. Um Led not Agent May. Not Agent May. Led by a character who's been in this book the whole time backed up by a lot of cool characters who we're going to see next issue where, uh, by the way, we're going to find out who Thor really is. That looks like next a issue. force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see what, I, see what I said there? No. A force to oh, be a, reckoned a with? A force? Yeah. A force to be reckoned <laughs> this with? This doesn't lead to a force. I know, but it looks like a force oh, to be Oh, you mean the last page with. looks like a force? Yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, took the long way there. Yeah, Uncanny X-Men number thirty-three, written by uh, Brian Michael Bendis, art by Christopher Ank- Anka, Anka, uh, <laughs> with color art by Antonio Fabela. I love this issue. Mm. One, it's set on Monster Island. You could put a book with no dialogue and like barely doing anything on Monster Island. I'm gonna love it. But this has tons of stuff going on. And tons, tons of dialogue. dialogue. Yeah. There's so much talking and so much action well, and Bendis so much comic. awesome yeah. stuff. I love it. You've got Kitty and Magic like getting the hell out, trying mm-hmm. to deal with some stuff because Magic is like, when I just get angry and pissed off, I go find new mutants. And yeah. it helps me calm down. That was a cool little reveal. Thanks. Yeah, it was terrific. Did you say thanks? Yes. Yeah, uh, nice job. I thought you were going to say that was a good magic impersonation. No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, but so they go to Monster Island to uh, to find this new mutant, and, you know, they're fighting the monsters, blah, blah, blah. But there's so much great character stuff between the two of them. Their relationship is so robust and so well-established. Robust. But there's still stuff in here that adds layers to everything that we know about, you know, their friendship and their everything that they've been through together. Uh, finally, we get to finding the new mutant and, like, one, the design of this new mutant is great. just incredible. Great. New so mutant. great. The colors here, the things about them, 
And the way Chris Anka draws facial expressions mm-hmm. throughout these pages is just amazing. Yep. So great. We've got uh, you know lots of interactions, and, and I won't spoil how it hashes out, but every part of this is... Pr- it's a standalone. You, you really don't need to know anything anything about any of the characters or anything going on at all just you know pick that, this yeah, up just Kitty and Magic are friends and they've had a rough time of it lately even then you know oh they're X-Men it's established that's there. the end yeah you're pretty good you're that, covered that's too. it yeah like boom you're in last but not least we have Wolverines number 14 it's back we were wondering what happened to yeah. Wolverines because we missed a week of it uh, this one's written by Ray Fox art by Salvador La Roca who I don't know how he found time to do this, but I guess he's just magic because um, he's drawing Darth Vader every month. Sonia Obak did the colors. She's great. In this issue, Dokken goes after Siphon, who is the creature who stole his healing factor from him. Uh, it's not all its not all cricket, though, as Mystique has a little bit to do. Hello. Has Hello, a little bit, cricket. What? Mystique has a little bit to do with putting Dokken on this path, and also X-23 follows after him. So it's an X-23 Dokken team up. And, oh, Blade. Blade's <laughs> in this issue because there's vampires, of course. I love it. Uh, my favorite is Portal. Darkhawk supporting character from the 90s. Is that who that was? Yeah. Well, he's a Darkhawk helmet on. Uh, he also was last seen, I believe, in one of the Marvel Zombies books that Fred Van Lente wrote. So, deep cut there. Uh, he apparently figures into Mystique's plans, but the cliffhanger lies with X-23, Dokken, Siphon, Blade, and all these freaking vampires. And what is going to happen to all of them? Dun, dun, dun. That's it. That's it. The week. So Nick already picked Thor number seven. So for him, well, I'll, I because that was one of my front runners, but since he already picked it, I, I feel that I don't need to. Okay. Uh, what what's your pick? Because I got two that are wrestling with me right Uncanny now. Uncanny X Men thirty three. I have a feeling. Um, man, I like both Loki and Miss Marvel. This is as close to a too close to call as I've come. So I'm gonna I'm gonna split my vote. I try not to do it. Wow. But yeah, Loki and Miss Marvel were both really really good, as were the books you guys mentioned. So that saved me. Young Alex, you've been silent. Yeah, guys, Alex, Alex is here, by the way. Yeah. No, not totally. His phone went off at one point, yeah. and then he tried to verbally apologize <laughs> for his phone going off, to which I had to shush him besides saying, hey, man, hopefully the recorder didn't pick up your yeah. phone, but it's probably picking you up talking right now. I got an email for a job, and for some reason when I opened it up. You have a job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the video for the event, like the company, like popped up, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then you tried to apologize. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's your pick? Uh, I read everything but Legendary Star Lord, so I'm gonna have to go with Loki. Legendary, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm gonna go with Loki because I, I thought I thought it was really, really, really good. All right, so my picks, Miss Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we all get. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. <laughs> good job. All right, collections on sale this week: Deadpool Classic Companion. In case you have not read enough classic Deadpool comics through that uh, series, Fantastic Four Volume Three, Back in Blue. Marvel Masterworks The Avengers, Volume 15, in hardcover. Marvel Universe All-New Avengers, Assemble, Digest, Volume 1. Jason Aaron's creator-owned Men in, Men of Wrath. The Icon book is out this week in Ooh. trade. Moon Knight, Volume 2, Dead Will Rise. Nova, Volume 5, Axis. Scrolls Must Die, the complete scroll kill crew. Ooh. And then on the app... My ev- oohs are yeah. indicative of very of high, high excitement. High, high levels of excitement. That. On the app... Everything we mentioned is on sale as well as both Scroll Kill Crew limited series from 1995 and 2009, Thor number 8385 from the 1998 volume, 
And Wolverine number 88 and 154 through 155 from the very first Wolverine series. Nice. Uh, collected editions on the app this week. Avengers Disassembled Iron Man, Avengers Disassembled Thor, Captain America and Black Widow, Captain America and Hawkeye, Captain America and Iron Man, hmm. Deadpool Classic Companion, Fantastic Four, Volume 3, Back in Blue, Moon Knight, Volume 2, Dead Will Rise, Nova, Volume 5, Axes, and Scrolls Must Die, the complete Scroll Kill Crew. Freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited, we have Avengers and X-Men Axis number 2, Avengers World number 14, Daredevil number 9, Deadpool's Art of War number 1, Death of Wolverine number 4, and then right over into Death of Wolverine The Logan Legacy number 1, Edge of Spider-Verse number 5, which was the Gerard Way issue featuring SB slash slash DR. Yes. That was a great one. Fantastic Four number 11, Hulk number 7, Loki Agent of Asgard number 7, Magneto number 11, Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble number 13, Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man number 6, Miss Marvel number 9, Nightcrawler number 7, The Punisher number 11, Rocket Raccoon number 4, Savage Hulk number 5, and X-Force number 10. Woo-wee! All right, time for news, Ben. News, I think the biggest news uh, that we didn't talk about on Marvel Unlimited is that we also, in addition to all those, added like 500 Star Wars comics. Yeah. Yeah, so you That's can now huge. read... 500 issues of... 500 plus. More than 500. plus issues of Star Wars Legends uh, on Marvel Unlimited. So those were the books that came out through Dark Horse originally. Yeah. We got them now. We've been watching people load them up for the last, God, I don't know how long, and now they're there. uh, One day. As of this recording, one day. Um, No, I'm saying for months I've been watching interns load the friggin' issues up. Yeah, yeah. And interns and other people, so kudos to them. Um, I think you can get a month free right yeah. now. If you so sign up. right now, if you sign up as a new subscriber or returning, or returning, mm. thank you. Good detail. You uh, new or returning. So basically, if you don't have a current Marvel Unlimited subs- subscription, you can sign up using the code Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We, re- we reached real very, hard for that one. Very simple. The <laughs> code Star Wars mm-hmm. for a free month. Yeah, so lots of cool Star Wars stuff to come, and we will certainly be using that to our advantage in upcoming Twim URC installments. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> talked to Al Ewan yesterday, you and I did, via live chat. Um, had a nice little interactive chat room with Al. He answered questions about what's coming up in Secret Wars for his books, for Cap and the Mighty Avengers, for Loki, and for Captain Britain and the Mighty Defenders. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was nice He's nice so talk good. Al. He's so He's good. He's great. Uh, that will not be the last one of those we do, so stay tuned. I am confirming next week's guest as we speak, so hopefully by the end of the day we'll be able to say who it is and when we'll be doing it. Uh, Daredevil came out on Netflix, so we did some comics tie-ins, including, but not limited to, Mr. (laughs) Alex Lopez doing the 50 greatest Daredevil stories of all time. You guys picked them. Alex wrote them up. He did a bang-up job. Thank you. Thank you. Were any uh, any particular favorites you want to talk about? (laughs) I think you know where I'm going to say. Yeah. Fall from Grace. (laughs) Uh, Fall from Grace. I edited out Alex waxing poetic about how much he loved the armor costume. Not because I didn't want him to talk about it, but because there's a character limit for uh, when we do (laughs) listicles. So I had to cut it. But yeah, you loved it. The costume is the best thing in that whole entire story. (laughs) JR Jr. and. uh, No, that's uh, Scott McDaniel. Scott McDaniel. Fall from Grace. That's the DG Chichester. Yeah. Yeah, Scott McDaniel. So good. (laughs) Yeah, of all the great 50-plus years of Daredevil stories, nothing tickled Alex's fancy quite like Fall from Grace by D.G. Chichester and Scott McDaniel. Both very talented. I thought the list was great. I I checked it out while I was in Dubai, and I was like... Nice variety, too. Yeah, there's 
so many things here, especially I was really glad you did the the Carrie Nord. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, stuff. the fans picked them, man. It wasn't the us. fans. Yeah, nice. this was all this was all from the fans. I was gonna say, did you put them in order of like, oh, I'm gonna mix up the stuff, or did you just literally go from the Twitter suggestions? No, yeah, I literally just um, went from how they came in on the tweets. Cool, because I was very impressed with the ordering. It was all over the place, but you did <laughs> nothing for that. But your write-ups were great, and Alex tracked those for months, so that was that was very cool. Terrific. Glad we were able to put that together. Yeah. Uh, over in the world of video games, Spider-Man Unlimited Clash of Spiders kicked off this week. That is a co-op thing where basically you can join either the Amazing Spider-Man's team or the Superior Spider-Man's team. And there's a new character called Ghost Spider. Ghost Spider! In Marvel Heroes 2015, our MMO, they released a new, speaking of Daredevil, Man Without Fear costume. So it's actually the costume from the Miller Ramita Man Without Fear limited series from 1993. And we talked to... Someone from over there, not Chris Baker, someone else, talked about it. Cool. Great, great guy. Yeah. Um, finally, on a sad note, we have to acknowledge the passing of Herb Trimpey, who was uh, an amazing artist for Marvel. Back in the 60s and 70s, did, I think, like, years and years on Incredible Hulk, was the guy to first draw Wolverine, uh, continued working through the 90s, and most recently did King Size Hulk, which was a special one-shot that Jeff Loeb did with him. Jim Beard wrote an obituary piece for him a, uh, in, in remembrance. Axel Alonso and Jeff Loeb both contributed to it. Of course, our condolences to Herb's friends, family, and fans, uh, whom he had many, particularly just among the industry in the Marvel office. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's about it. That's about it. All right, well, we got to give a new couple things, yeah. URC pick, which I will do, which we talked about this. And, uh, well, we, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to cover. There's a lot of different lines of business we could be into here, but I have wanted, I've been planning this for months. Uh, one of my favorite, just favorite stories of all time is Ultron Unlimited by Kurt Busiek and George Perez. You knew I was going to go there. I know, but you know, you, you never know. You never know. So yeah, we had a movie with Ultron coming out. Uh, the Avengers are in it. So <laughs> made sense to do an Avengers story featuring Ultron, and that is one of the very best. I know Kurt Busiek was at the premiere. I, I got him, he's going to give me his thoughts very soon, and I think we're going to do something with that. I've also gotten Similar stuff from other guys, but yeah, man, this to me is the best Ultron story, bar none, with all due respect to all other Ultron stories. This is like him at his most evil. George Perez's art is incredible. Uh, and actually, speaking of Stuart Immonen, there's a, I don't know if it's a zero issue or one, I think it's a one half issue. It's a wizard issue. Um, but I'm going to include it because it's on Marvel Unlimited and that has Stuart Immonen art. So we get some of that too. Boom. Really good. Really excited for you guys to read this and uh, give us lots of comments. And maybe we'll see if we can't get the original editor to step in and uh, chat with us about the story. That'd be lovely. Yep. Cool. Uh, all right. So you said we had several things to address. The other thing is uh -oh. stay tuned okay. now because we're going to make right. sure Alex, gets the, Alex and Blake get the file. And if you don't hear anything just now, that's because Alex and Blake failed. Yeah. So if you don't get it, then if you don't hear it, then tweet, let us know. Tweet that at, what's your name? ALO1392. Tweet at ALO1392 either to praise him or to bury him. <laughs> or you could just tweet using hashtag uh, TwimFireBlake or TwimFireAlex. Yeah, so, you choose. Yeah. I'm getting kicked out in a month anyway. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. You've been saying that for about a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Right, I don't know guys. what we're going to do yeah. once he's gone. Nope. Oh, boy. 
so enjoy the next wave theme song, and we'll be back. Well, you'll be back next week. Oh, I you out am, again? I am in L.A. and Chicago the entire week. All right. I will figure something out. Uh, Alex, you may be called in service, or we may have a guest host. We'll see what's going on. Uh, but also, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. I know Blake is reading all of your reviews. And basically, his mood and how he lives is determined by them. Amazing. Uh, I know one really threw him for a loop the other day. So if you could send some positive ones to get him back on track, uh, I know he would appreciate it. All right. <laughs> I got to hear that story. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. This is Marvel, your universe. It's like Shakespeare, but with lots more punishing. It's like Goethe. But with lots more crushing Like Titanic But the boat's still floating No, it's not The motherfucker is exploding Next wave Next wave Your sock drawer. Elsa is gonna speak with an accent. That-